Happy holidays, movie friends. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And welcome back to Raiders of the Lost podcast. Anthony here. I'm going to be doing this episode solo because James is away for the holiday. Now let's get into both the movie news of the week and this weekend's box office. This weekend's box office was actually affected negatively by a lot of heavy weather out there in the Northeast especially. Hope everyone's safe and sound at the moment. Avatar 2 The Way of Water is obviously in first place with $82 million this weekend. It did pretty well for its second weekend. And remember, the first Avatar made less than that on its on its opening weekend. So if Avatar 2 has long legs like its predecessor, I see this making close to $2 billion. At the moment, it is over $700 million globally. It's performing really well in international markets as well. In second place, we have Puss in Boots, The Last Wish which came in second place with $17 million of a box office. And then the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody, came in third place with $10 million. And then Damien Chazelle's fourth film, Babylon, came in fifth place with an extremely disappointing $5 million opening weekend. And keep in mind, that's the four-day weekend for the holiday. If you just count the three-day weekend, it would have been $3 million. So that's actually a massive hit for the studio. This movie had a budget of $80 million before marketing, so I'm guessing with all said and done, the mark, the full budget of the film is probably $110 million. With the $5 million opening weekend, I don't see this movie making $20 million domestically. It might make 30 to 40 globally, but obviously that's less than half of the actual budget of the film. Uh, the same thing happened with Damien Chazelle's last film, First Man, which also performed very poorly at the box office. With I think it had a 60 million complete domestic box office run. Babylon's going to be his his biggest flop so far after both Whiplash and La La Land did perform well as first two films. So this is a very disappointing performance. Uh, hopefully more people will see it. I've heard great things about it. I'm going to see it this week. I love Chazelle, uh, so I'm sure Babylon is extremely good. Next up, let's get into the news. So the first full trailer for Oppenheimer was released. Both there, There's both an IMAX trailer and then a public trailer online. I watched both of them. We actually did a reaction episode, and we really love the trailer. It's really cool to see Nolan in this period setting uh, working with science again. I find it a fascinating topic and a really intriguing film. And the visuals look absolutely stunning. Next up, we have The Last of Us released a new teaser trailer with previewing the horrifying threats to humanity. This series is going to come out on HBO Max on January 15th, so it's only three weeks away. I really like what I've seen so far with the trailers. I don't know anything about the video games, but I've been recommended it and told that they're a lot of fun and really some of the best games out recently. Um, I love the cast, so I'm definitely going to be watching this show. I have high hopes for it. Next up... Some recent releases this weekend, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, has been released on Netflix. James and I recorded a review for Glass Onion, which will come out this Thursday. We want to give everyone a chance to see the film. We actually watched it in theaters a couple weeks ago, and we're able to record our review early before the holiday weekend. 
We really like the film. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out. It is a lot of fun. Netflix's other film, The Pale Blue Eye, was also released, but in theaters at the moment. This is uh, Christian Bale's new film with Harry Milling, directed by Scott Cooper. At the moment, it is a, on a very limited run. In LA, it's only playing in three small theaters. No major chains are playing it. They might extend it if it does well, but I don't see it getting extended. So if you want to watch the film, you'll most likely have to wait until January 6th when the film will come out on Netflix. I'm for sure going to see it this week because I love the cast and I love that director. Uh, plus the period setting, the gothic horror. I'm all aboard. So I'm going to watch that film this week and maybe we'll do an episode on it for you. Finally, some flash news. The first official trailer, it's going to be airing during the Super Bowl. And we so far, we know that Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill and Joyce Momoa will not be involved in the film. But we still have yet, we've yet to see Michael Keaton as his uh, iconic Batman returning to the screen. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. The Flash seems to be a big movie for DC at the moment. Uh, and maybe once this is done and it's released and everyone at DC might be moving on from this. So this might be the last time we see Ezra Miller as The Flash. Uh, as well as the other characters appearing in the film as their characters. But we'll have to wait and find out. Next up, Netflix News. They have decided to end password sharing in 2023. I believe that most Netflix accounts are shared by far. And I, I've i used other people's accounts. Uh, I've been on one of like several people on the same password and username. Uh, so I understand Netflix wanting to stop themselves from losing money because of this. So starting in 2023, they're going to start charging users for shared passwords. It's going to be $6.99 per month to share a password with another user. So you don't, if you want to share a password, and maybe you don't want to get the full Netflix account, which is, I believe it's $14.99 for like the base account per month. So if you don't want to pay for that, you can pay instead $7 a month to use someone else's password. But uh, from now on, passwords will only be able to be used for one account for one device unless the sharing uh, account is added to it. Also, some funny uh, movie news. Movie studios are now liable to get sued for false advertising. So uh, there's an Anna de Armas film that has been in dispute in the courts because Two people who were big fans of hers saw the film yesterday, which is a very good film. It came out a couple of years ago. But they saw the film primarily because Anna de Armas is featured in the trailer for yesterday. However, the final cut of the film ended up axing her role, so she does not appear in the film. These two uh, audience members were very angry, wanted their money back, and actually took it to court. And they actually won the court case. And so the studio, I believe, has to pay some some damages uh, for falsely advertising. The thing with this is it's kind of complex because uh, the cuts of tr of movies evolves as it gets closer to release. Uh, I mean, just look at any like major film. I mean, I just watched the Lord of the Rings extended films and it was like an extra hour and a half of footage in each movie. And, you know, sometimes movies, they need to be cut down or if something's not working, they're going to cut its scene out. Uh, it's it's kind of a commonplace thing, and even when an actor who's pretty well known, when she filmed this role, Anna de Armas was not that well known. I'm so I'm sure if if she had been the superstar she is now, the studio probably would have kept her in. But you know what? Films change all the time, and uh, studios were release trailers sometimes a year in advance of the film's release, and anything can happen in that year span where 
when they release it, when they get feedback from audiences, they'll change things and they'll get, um, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, this scene doesn't work or this actor, we don't really need this in this in the film anymore. And so things will get cut. And this is it's a very common thing. So I kind of I, I understand both sides. I understand that the studio, uh, I would say, falsely advertised it in the the victim's eyes. But in the defendant's eyes, um, the process of filmmaking is very complicated. And just because a movie releases a trailer does not mean it's finished. It's movies generally are finished pretty close to their release dates. Sometimes they're rushed. So, uh, and, and again, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. It was I don't even think it was finished until um, the Oscars. Uh, I think Peter Jackson added like two more scenes or two more sequences. So I, I get both sides, but also. Yes, they are big companies that are making a lot of money, and you might be influenced to see a film because there's a certain actor in it, but you got to understand that, you know, films change uh, before they're released, and so I think that it's kind of, I, I don't agree with the, the court case, and I, I don't agree with trying to sue a studio because Anna de Armas was in the trailer. That's just the way it is with filmmaking. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyways, back to our story on the first origin story this week. We finally kept the streak alive. Another origin story. This one is maybe, <laughs> might be the most ridiculous of them all. Uh, Greece, Rise of the Pink Ladies will be released on Paramount Plus later next year. Uh, so I think that, yeah, this is a story everyone was asking for, right? The, the Rise of the Pink Ladies. So it's Origins and Rise. And so, once again, studios proving they are kind of out of ideas by just plucking even just a character or a group of characters from a famous movie and turning that into its own IP property. So, pretty silly, but also I love keeping the origin streak alive. Next up, Tom Cruise posted yet another insane stunt video where he wished everyone a happy holidays right before he jumped out of a helicopter, which is absolutely nuts. But what makes the story even funnier is that Simon Pegg, he made his own uh, happy holiday vi video to uh, to basically bounce off that. And it's actually really great because it's very subtle and just seems like low key because he's literally walking down the street saying, hey, I can't top Tom Cruise. But, you know, jumping out of stuff isn't my kind of thing to do. I think I'm just going to pop up over to the Mart and, and buy something. What he actually did was he actually replicated the the long take from Shaun of the Dead where Sean goes to the convenience store down his neighborhood street and Simon Pegg did the exact same route. Uh, it was very cute and clever. I really liked it. Plus, he just seems like a stand-up guy. Uh, some news about everything everywhere all at once. The editor explained that 
a lot of the film was actually deleted. They said the first cut was two hours and 45 minutes. I think the film might be only two hours long, so it's much shorter than that. So he said he cut around a half hour of the movie out. Some of the characters who pop up early in the film or in the fight scenes popped up again at the end, and they had their stories very cleanly and nicely wrapped up. He then said that we realized that our ending was 45 minutes long, just uh, Evelyn trying her trying to get up the stairs at the end to keep Joy from getting into the bagel and ending existence. I'm probably exaggerating, but it was very long. We realized that people didn't really need to see all of the character stories wrapped up. They didn't need to see Jenny Slate's character on a Zoom call with her baby at a birthday party. So every one of the characters, if you've seen the film, Evelyn basically provides them with uh, happiness and joy to uh, end their need for conflict by finding something that they needed or wanted or desired or was missing from their lives. And then she went to each person and gave them that thing. And that stopped them from fighting. So my guess is that the Daniels actually wrote and filmed a scenario where we saw each one of those characters in their own universe um, healing in a way. So that's interesting. And, you know, films, like I said, (laughs) that could have appeared in the trailer, some of those sequences. But again, they end up out of the final cut before release. So, you know, going back to the, the court case about the film yesterday, you know, things get cut out of movies all the time. The last bit of news, because it was a slow week uh, because of the holiday, but there's a really cool Steven Spielberg story. He wrote a really fantastic essay explaining why he believes Goodfellas is a masterpiece. So uh, he praised Martin Scorsese's classic 1990 gangster film, calling it an epic cinematic masterpiece. He said, it's no longer a guilty pleasure to sit for two hours and 26 minutes for me, but rather a masterclass for any aspiring filmmaker who wants to see a breathtaking balance of Act, balancing act of multiple storylines, timelines, shocking violence, and violent humor. The film has an intoxicating energy expressed not only through the masterful editing, but also the greatest needle drop score since American Graffiti. And the best spokes and the best spoken narrative since Billy Wilder's Double Indemnity. I couldn't agree more. I mean, we always talk about Marty and Goodfellas, and we even had our own episode recently. And Spielberg and Scorsese are obviously old friends, but what's interesting is that he said it's no longer a guilty pleasure for him. So I'm sure that after seeing it over and over and over again, he's now considering it one of the greatest films ever made. And I actually had the same kind of thing where I always looked at when I was younger, Goodfellas was like, oh, it's that gangster movie. And then the more times I've seen it, the more I've realized just how special of a film it is from every aspect of storytelling and actual filmmaking. Uh, there really is nothing like it, and it's one of the best pieces of film ever created uh, in history. So I, it's a really cool article. It's all over the internet. If you want to read it, I highly recommend checking it out. But anyways, that's the news this week. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday with your family and friends. We will see you very soon with some excellent episodes this week. Tomorrow, we have our review of Avatar, The Way of Water, it's a really great review. I hope you guys enjoy it. Also, on Thursday, we have our review of Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. So lots of great episodes on your way. And if you haven't already, do not forget to get tickets for our live show on January 21st. You can get the in-person tickets at dynastytypewriter.com and look for us in the calendar. Or you can go in our bio in any of our social medias and follow the link that way. And if you want to get the online live streaming tickets all you have to do is go to moment.co slash Raiders of the Lost, or again, go into the links in our bio to get the online live streaming tickets. We hope to see you all there on January 21st. In the meantime, 
Have a great holiday. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.